We are back with the 159th edition of the Quarantine Cast. Like always, I'm really excited for this one. Um, I'm going to have Eric Anders coming on. He's going to be joining me here in a few seconds. Um, for those that don't remember, I had him on as my 10th guest uh, almost a year ago, a little a little over a year ago. Um, and he was the first guy I was nervous about interviewing. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to bring him on. Hey, man, how's it going? Man, it's going awesome. And yourself? Not too bad. Uh, not sure if you heard that little intro, but it was over a year ago that uh, that I introduced or that I uh, they interviewed you, and you were the first guy I was super nervous to interview. Uh, you were my tenth ever, so uh, I appreciate you taking time to jump back on. Man, anytime, brother. So, uh, last time we spoke was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Here we are, a year after that, um, lockdowns and and reopenings and all this stuff, this chaos the past year. How have you been on a personal note? Uh, man, to be honest, never been better, man. You know, feeling good, feeling great, and um, you know, just uh, prospering. Did you find that the um, that the pandemic and kind of like a break away from reality was kind of nice on a mental side of things? Um, man, to be honest, my life never changed or stopped. You know, I trained all through the pandemic, traveled, left the country. You know, did everything they told you you weren't supposed to do. Uh, and had a great time, you know, so, um, you know, the pandemic wasn't really any biggie to me. In terms of fighting as well, I mean, you were busy. You had, you had a couple, couple of fights the past year. I want to talk about the, the most recent one, uh, Darren Stewart. Looked unbelievable. I thought that was the best you've looked in a very, very long time. Obviously, uh, a knee was thrown and kind of changed things and it ended up being a no contest. When you look back on it, how do you assess that, that performance as a whole? Um, man, you know, it, it was going good until it wasn't, you know, um, definitely the best weight cut I've had, the best, uh, you know, I felt before a fight going into the fight, you know, it's probably the first time in forever that I've gone into a fight with no like nagging injuries or, you know, bumps or bruises or whatever. So, you know, camp was perfect. Um, you know, I couldn't have asked for, for a better preparation. Uh, for that fight, so you know, it's uh, I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass for you know throwing that knee, but man, sometimes you know, in, in the heat of the moment like that, man, you're just uh, not really thinking, you know, just uh, more reacting and doing. So you know, I just kind of, you know, I think bloodlust is is a good word for it. So just you know, just trying to get him out of there, do my job, and uh, you know, collect my check, but. Um, yeah, I messed up. Yeah, it, it it was a weird one too because a lot of people were comparing it to the Piotr Jan one, but it wasn't wasn't blatant. Like the guy who was up and down, you know, it was very confusing. Um, so it wasn't quite the same. When you look at that, are you like a little bit like butthurt? Like really like that like in my in my eyes it shouldn't have been, you know what I mean? Because of the ups and downs that he was playing. Do you agree with that or, or are you okay with the fact that that's the rule? Um Nah, I don't think that there's a position that you should be able to take in a fight where um, a particular strike or strikes are off the table, you know. Um, now, if he's on his back, do I think that I should be able to, like, Vanderlei and jump over his legs and stomp his head? No. Um, but, man, you, I, I don't really think that you should be able to, be, you know, like take a defensive position and, and strikes get taken off the table for me. 
Yeah. You know, um, do I think I should be able to like soccer kick him when he's down? No, but you know, when he's, you know, up against the cage like that, and he's, especially if he's playing the game, then, you know, I should be able to throw knees. But, yeah. you know, that what, what I think and what other people think is really irrelevant. And, uh, you know, the rules say this and the rules say that. And, you know, the ref comes in there between, you know, before the fight and tells you what's good. And, uh, you know, I knew the rules, but, you know, it's not like I was, uh, how do I put it? Like, I didn't, you know, I thought he was on the way up, you know. I didn't do it intentionally, and, you know. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, onward and upward. I guess that's the best, uh, the best approach. And it's been rebooked. Um, what was your? Is that something you wanted right away? Like, I want him. I don't want anybody else. Are you okay with me um, now? I mean, it really didn't matter to me because, look, if you look at the first, if that, if I throw that knee in the exact same situation in the first minute of the fight, the fight doesn't stop. But because of the barrage that he took. You know, in that first four minutes, four and a half minutes, or whatever. Of course, he's not going to be able to speak coherently and and walk in a straight line and, and do all that stuff. You know, because man, you know, he got hit a lot uh, in, in in the beginning part of that fight. So, yeah, of course, he's not going to be able to continue. You know, but um, so my, I mean, the fight was well on the way to being over. Even if it goes into the second round, I don't think it lasts longer, much longer than that. Um, it's just what they offered me. He signed, I signed, and, you know, we're going to do it again. So, you know, to go out there and um, do it right this time. One of the differences is that it's at light heavyweight. What was the reason for that? Was that just a mutual decision between the two of you? Is that a permanent move on your part? What What is that? No, I think it's a permanent move on his part. We both signed to fight at 185, and he came back and said, he wanted to do it 205 and, you know, whatever, you know. I'm not sure what advantage he gains uh, fighting at 205 or, you know, if it's just a confidence thing for him, you know, if he if, if his weight cuts suck or I don't know what the deal is, but, you know, he came back and said he wanted to do it 205 and that he didn't want to fight at 205, at 185 moving forward in his career. So I was like, all right, whatever. You know? It doesn't matter, man. You've, you've competed at 205, so, like, it's – it's it's really not a benefit for him, I don't think. I think you're probably bigger overall as well. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm taller. I'm probably heavier. You know, naturally walk around heavier, and you know, um, you know. I th but I do think at 205 he'll be more durable. I, I think that same punch that dropped him at 185 may not put him on the ground at 185, but. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident in my, you know, cardio, my stamina. And, uh, you know, it may not be the first one, but one of them will get him. One of the other changes is this time it's going to be in front of a, a sold-out arena, hopefully. More than likely, it's going to be a packed crowd. Um, how exciting is that for you? Man, I'm super excited. I, I went to the fights in Houston this past weekend, and, man, the, the crowd was just electric. From beginning, from the first fight to the last fight, and uh, man, you could even see the, you know, the fight changing with the with the energy of the crowd. Like someone landed a solid shot, man, they just went for it, and uh, you know that's what the crowd does. You know, it's uh, I don't know, it kind of amps you up a little bit more, gives you a little bit more energy, and uh, 
you know, you definitely want finishes in front of the crowd. What was that experience like yesterday? I mean, I'm sure it was probably crazy to be one of the first people back to a sold-out attendance like that. Oh, it was crazy, man. You know, uh, like I said, from the first fight to the last fight, you know, and it just got louder and louder as the night went on as more and more people started pouring in there. Um, the energy of the crowd, you know, I'm so glad that I actually went and uh, got to experience that, and it just kind of adds a little something, uh, you know, moving forward in camp, and, you know, um, it makes you want to get that finish and go in there and perform well uh, that much more, that much not much more, especially if you're here in Phoenix where I'm training, you know. So, you know, I'll kind of be, it'll be like a home game for me. So, you know, it's even more imperative to go out there and, uh, you know, perform well. Yeah, like I, you're, you're now in Arizona. How uh, how awesome is it to be able to compete uh, in front of your new home? Yeah, it's going to be great, man. I know that these are very passionate MMA fans around here, like the wrestling community is – you know, it's huge out here, and that kind of trickles over into, into MMA. So, you know, I'm sure they'll be loud, they'll be excited, and, uh, and uh, perform. You're now permanently ready. How awesome has that move been? Uh, I think it's been career changing. You know, I think that, uh, you know, like, like, like you said, you know, my last fight was probably my best fight, and, you know, that was just after eight or nine weeks. You know, now I'm here for another eight or nine weeks. And, uh, you know, essentially four out of the five months of this year, I've been out here training in Arizona. So, you know, uh, if I fight out here one more time, that would be six months. And uh, so that's like, you know, I basically be living here half the year. So, you know, I'm just uh, excited to see the progress and the progression of my career. I'm assuming you're training altitude as well, eh? What's that? Are you training at altitude as well? Um, I don't think there's – I think – no, I'm just – I think it's like 1,200 feet or 1,300 feet, the elevation here, so it's not too bad. No. I'll ask a couple more questions, and then I'll let you go. Obviously, on your card, there's a huge, uh, huge fight in your in your weight class, and I can't go without asking your prediction. I mean, Izzy coming back down, and he's fighting Marvin Vittori. Your thoughts? Um. I think Alessandro is like one of the mo more intelligent fighters uh, in the UFC. So I think if you beat him, you have to beat him the first time. You know, I don't think that uh, he makes the same mistakes twice. And I know that the first fight between them was super close, but man, I just see Alessandro fixing and correcting all the errors that he may or may not have made. And, uh, you know, might be able to put Martin away. All right, man. Well, thanks again for the time. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to see you go out there uh, and do your thing next month. Thanks so much for having me. All right, man. Best of luck. Thank you. So there you have it, Eric Anders. It looked like we had a little bit of audio issues there at the end, but um, yeah, he fights next month on June 12th. He's fighting Darren Stewart. Be sure to tune in and check that out. If you guys haven't yet, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and I will see you guys next time.